This is Punkanoi Worldwide. I am your host, this is Dustin, doing a special episode here all about Overdose Records. Overdose Records based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. I have Eli, he runs it. He's going to be joining me here in just a few minutes. Overdose Records plays, has signs, a bunch of bands, most of them power violence, grindcore, hardcore bands. You can head over to overdoserecords.bandcamp.com. Check out a bunch of the bands, a uh, whole bunch of stuff. I want to play uh, some samples, you know, a couple, a lot of the tracks are pretty quick. So I'm going to be playing a few bands, then we're going to do the interview. I'm going to play a few more bands. You get a kind of a sampling of what Overdose Records has to offer after listening to the interview. Depending on where you fit in, maybe you should call him up if you're in a band. He'll help you get your stuff on vinyl cassette. And if not, I hope you enjoy this stuff. First band is Garoppolo self-titled album this track right here is called when your ambition is to start the day and still exist at the end of it is Garoppolo off of their self-titled album. Uh, came out this year, August. So all the releases are, are really new releases. So I'm going to play three releases that came out in August. We'll do the interview. Then I'll play three releases that came out this month of September 2019. Again, that track, super long title. Awesome, though. When Your Ambition Is to Start Each Day and Still Exist by the End of It. Pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, check out Garoppolo. We're going to play a couple tracks from the next band and it is the the band's called shill or s hill now we're gonna go with shill and they had the album cut costs and on cut costs we're gonna play a couple first we're gonna play swindler and then we're gonna follow that up with the track down for the crime again august releases so august 2nd on that garoppel and then uh, this one right here came out on august 19th enjoy
That was Swindler. Next up, down for the crime, same band, Shill. Then I'm going to jump into the interview with Eli. Had a lot of fun with Eli, so I hope you enjoy. This band is Negacion, self-titled album. This track is Construyidome, something like that. Band name translates from Spanish to Denial, and the track name translates from Spanish to Building Me. Came out August 19th. Oh, so what's up? 
All right, joining me now is Eli of Overdose Records. Eli, thank you for joining. Thank you very much. So what's it like running a record label? What prompted you to start a record label? Well, I don't have very much musical talent, so I realized that if I wanted to be a part of music, I had to find something else to do. So then I decided making vinyls and cassettes for bands, you know, help them get shows make their merch, do all that stuff. And I mean, it's like I enjoy music, so I, I had to find uh, I had to find a middleman there. You know, I can't uh, can't really play any instruments. First, I'm going to say I'm in the same boat. I'd love to do it as well, but instead I'm doing a podcast because I right. just, you know, that's where it is. That's where I don't even, I'm not even going to say I'm talented to do that. That's just no. where I think I could fit in. It's tough, and it is tough. And it's like you want to do that stuff, but it's just, not everyone has, you know, that ability to get the instruments down. And so, you know, you got to, you got to find, you got to get in where you can get in. Right. And so, and I feel like a lot of people don't want to do, like, they don't want to, you know, like this extra work, like podcasts or even making vinyls and stuff. They don't want to do that because it is a lot of unnecessary work. You know, I do sure. deal with a lot of shit for no reason. You know, there's just, I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'll take it. I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the low road. I'll do all the, the dirty work. How long have you been doing the low road and the dirty work? I mean, like, well, realistically, I used to, like, promote shows and stuff. I know this guy who runs a YouTube channel, and his name is Vanad Karki, and he's over in Europe. And I started talking to him when I was, like, 16. And so he would help me, I would help him promote shows and, like, plug his YouTube videos and shit like that. And so that's, like, when I really started. So I was, like, super young. But just recently, it's when I started going on tours and making records and cassettes and shit like that. So recently, for, like, the last year and a half, I've been really doing stuff. But, I mean, I've always been interested in it and doing stuff to some extent, you know, up until now. And if you just put a, you know, if you put like even the slightest bit of effort into it, you know, you can really get out there, you know, dealing with people and you, you can make stuff happen. So it's like, it's what you put in is what you get out, you know what I'm saying? Not the song ball, What does it take to get a record label started? Obviously uh, effort, I, right? So we, we just discussed, put forth a little bit of effort. <laughs> so a little bit of effort, but what else? Yeah, I mean, just uh, the ability, you gotta, you gotta reach out to people all the time. You have to, like, accept the fact there will always be people who don't want to deal with you. You have to, you know, accept that people are going to be rude and shit. So it's like as long as you can accept that and then just have the ability to constantly reach out. I mean, it is a lot of hard work. You constantly have to reach out to people. you got to go to a lot of shows. There are times I'll go to shows and watch fucking 17 bands that suck and just you waste an entire night. You don't like one band that was there. But if you go to, you know, you can go to a show and find, like, six different bands you like. And, you know, become friends with them, you know, help help them put their shit out. And it turns everything around. So it's just dedication and hard work. You know, again, like it, like you said, you, gotta, you have to have a, uh, I don't want to use the term passion, but maybe drive. The passion helps, though, drive. right? You know, the yeah. passion helps because just if you stated, and for me personally do, doing the podcast, if you don't have the passion for it, it's not going to last very long because there is a lot right. of work and a lot of tedious work. So if you don't have the passion there, it's not going to last. Right, and when it first starts off, it always sucks because, like, now a lot of people will listen to our band camp and I'll sell, I'll sell a bunch of vinyls and shit. When I first started, that was not the case, but you just keep doing it anyway. But now it's going well. My ultimate goal is just to be to a point where I don't have to work at, like, a normal job or anything, and I could just tour around and fucking party and shit all the time. But, you know, we're getting there baby steps. Right, you know, and you're saying, building. Baby steps. Building, right? Uh, the first. You got to build. Three months build. or so. I don't even know if anybody was even listening. I was uh, putting together episodes, publishing them, and tell the places I had no it. idea. Then eventually, it doesn't it seem like out of nowhere? Because like now, people I do get a bunch of people listening, and I will sell tons of vinyls and cassettes now. Right. Like, where the fuck was this when I started? God damn it! But I don't. It does help like the bands that you work with, 
as time went on, I did start to work with like more popular bands. Because at first, I would just find like random ass bands from like China. I was like, hey man, you guys want some fucking vinyls? And they'd be like, oh hell yeah, send them over. And then I'd make a bunch of fucking vinyls for them. I'd sell two goddamn vinyls and be stuck with all the rest of them. You know what I mean? Right. Now it's to the point where I'm like, you know, any band that's like, uh, you know, a little bit popular, you know what I mean? They'll get them all made because it, it is fucking the guy who I know lives out in Texas. He used to work with Rick Rubin, and he'll just try, he'll make a bunch of vinyls for me. Then I'll tell him like, well, just pay me when you get the money, so I can just fucking have them sell all of them and then at some point in the near future send him some you know, fucking money so it works out for everyone involved you know what i mean yeah you sell give him some money then he'll do it again right if you don't give him right. any money probably won't do it again see there's the incentive right. to give him his money <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would be a little bit he would be a little upset i do like him a lot his name is uh die down there in texas down there in houston he's got a rick rubin uh record he was on the red hot chili peppers their blood sugar sex magic album he helped co-produce that he's got Awesome. Fucking big old gold ass record in his living room. He's got one for George Clinton too. That was nice. He was like, "Check it out, player." I was like, "I like it, man. It's it's tight, I guess. I would like to pull the record. You know, the big ass mansion. I respect Shit, right? it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when you're putting together uh, some vinyls for these bands, is it a standard or? Do you determine, you know, this band I'm going to get X number, next band X number? How do you determine how many vinyls you're going to get? Because obviously you want to be able to get through, you know, sell all of them or as many as right. you can. Otherwise, like you said, if you end up selling two and being left with a big stack, that does you no good. Then it does. Yeah, well, and that's something I did learn as, like, time went on. So the guy, that guy, Doc, who does do all that shit, he was like, if you don't think you're going to sell a lot of these, just, trans- like, don't do a vinyl set. Do cassettes because like for cassettes and cds you can order any amount there is no like um set amount with finals you have we have to order like 1500 of them wow 1500 you know, per do, or wow 250 i'm sorry 1500 dollars it's only 250 okay finals. i was gonna say that's a ton finals. how do you get through that's, that's a fucking lot. Yeah, <laughs> 250 finals so he's like if you think you're dealing with a band that will not at least move I, if you can at least get like 180 out you know what i mean then you can keep it, and then as time goes on, you can probably pick them off. He's like, if you don't think you can sell that much, then do cassettes or CDs. Because you can, I can call them up and be like, I need 30 CDs, or I need like 28 cassettes. You know what I'm saying? And then right. they'll, they'll make that and send it my way. So it just depends on how the band is. And you can you can judge that by just like the shows that they've played, YouTube views, you know what I mean? Just the general, you got to pay attention to like all that shit. Just their general buzz around them. And then you'll decide because everybody wants vinyls because vinyls are the coolest looking. And, you know, right. oh, man, my record's on vinyl. Like, check it out. But not every band, you know, I start a band right now. But, oh, I would love it. If we had a fucking seven inch. I would be so sick. But we have no fucking fans and we suck. So what the hell do we need a seven inch vinyl for? You know what I mean? Make some goddamn CDs put fucking 400 of them out and it's fucking five dollars you know what i mean right out of how many are you doing like full lps 12 inch or are the bulk of these that you're talking about seven inches so when you're talking about that 1500 bucks 250 is that for seven inch a lot of them are seven inches because a lot of them keep their shit really short i mean there's been like steven Seagal and uh stairmaster they'll these guys they'll send me shit all the time and i was just talking about it and it'll be fucking 65 tracks and it'll be like 710, 715. Like, it'll be so short. And a lot of bands, like Tony Montana, they just sent me one. And it was it was like five and a half minutes, six minutes. And I was like, we'll throw some other shit on there to do, you know, a seven-minute seven record. So a lot of them are just a typical seven minutes because we do stick to a lot of shorter, faster stuff. But bands that, you know, break that, then we'll uh, 
we'll do what fits, you know, next to, you know, give them a 10-inch or a 12-inch or whatnot. I would prefer if most bands just went with cassettes because it is cheaper and it is easier to do cassettes. Cassettes do sound kind of shittier, though, so it's like doing the cassette thing is, you know, a lot of the, the cassettes we get, sometimes they can sound really bad, but it, it depends on how you record it, how the mix is, so it, 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 it's a little rough. But most bands do just do the 7-inches. With the cassettes, are you doing the colored? So uh, Chris that did the show with me, he's kind of on hiatus at the moment. He kind of he, he opted to get back into cassette collecting, and so we've noticed that a, a few come across. Uh, the, bark, the newest Barking Mad uh, was yellow cassette, and I buy a ton of vinyl, and I love all the, the various colors and the splatters or even the solids. You know, it's such a variety that comes there. With the cassettes, right. are you doing a, a lot of multicolor, or are you sticking with uh, the traditional white, or does it vary? We can, we will do multicolored. It's, the door is open for that, but I've noticed a lot of bands will just take straight black. There are certain bands, and I have dealt with um, certain bands, like Berated, they're from Denver. They wanted a certain colored one. Uh, I think they got, it was like maybe white with like black, uh, I don't know if it was like camo or however the hell you would describe it. It was like white and black with little smudges and shit all over it. Most of them do just get straight black, but I mean, whatever they want, it is a little bit more pricier to get a different color. So, you know, maybe I try to tell, I, I do try to explain them, you know, I don't want to be a dick, but I'm like, you know, hey, man, you could have this, like, sick ass blue and yellow vinyl, but if you just went with, like, straight black, a lot fucking cheaper for everyone involved, so maybe just go straight black. But, you know, I mean, if you're really dead set on a certain color, you know, get up a certain color, it's not a big deal. You mentioned a few of the bands already, you know, Tony Montana, Stairmaster, Steven Seagal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are some of the active oh, bands that that are currently on Overdose Records? Poop, Poop is the shit. They just made a demo this month. I love Poop. I think they are a high quality powerhouse grindcore mixture. I think people should check them out. Wacko, another really good band. They're from California. High quality. Those are the two bands that he. Their master. Those guys. Those, those two bands. They draw people in like no fucking day. Every time they release something, we get so many fucking people. They are the shit. Also, MDFL, my boys from Cleveland. I don't have them up there because they got their own, they got their own little label thing going on. But those guys, fuck in the long way. And everyone can check all of them: MDFL, Stairmaster, Steven Seagal, Poop, Wacko, high quality, top-notch awesome. bands. I have, high, I have nothing but high hopes for those guys. With, with the bands, do you, is there a certain number of bands you're willing to take on? I've talked to other DIY. Uh, labels and I, I'm sure it's the same for every DIY label. Nobody's going to make it uh, huge, right? Nobody's the millionaire right, off right. of that. It's more of the for the love to help out, yeah. make maybe a little bit of money to kind of make it worth your time, that kind of thing. So, absolutely. For for you, how are, are you currently trying to acquire more bands to help out? Is there a certain number that you do? Because uh, you know you have to invest into your your hundred and fifty, your fifteen hundred bucks. So you probably want to start right, getting right. some money back on that. Otherwise, yeah. uh, you're going to run low on funds. I mean, normally I will really work with any band. It's just I'm giving the promise of like vinyls for every band is a little high, you know, just because it's sure. fucking expensive to get out there. But any band that wants anything, but I, I try to do that just because I feel like it's the best for us. It's like the best look for us because then you know. Any band that wants to do something, we'll always work with them. We'll always help them out. So I try to do that to keep a good look. But if some band's got like, you know, I don't want to sound like a dick, but if there's like a band that's got like 95 views on YouTube and like, oh, we want a bunch of vinyls made, and you've played no shows or anything, well, I'm not going to let the show like $2,000 get a bunch of vinyls for you made so you can fucking sell nine of them. You know what I mean? Like that's right. ridiculous. But, <laughs> you know, you do what you can. And there is there is a record label out here, and I'm from Cleveland, there is a label out here. That is a part of the Warner Group that, you know, they keep 
they keep acting like they want to sign on and they want to put like a real uh, effort into signing grindcore, power violence, you know, traditional styled hardcore punk bands. But they kind of back out a lot just because they don't know, like, you know, they're more into like this like scene shit, like metalcore stuff. But, you know, there is there is an opportunity there. And I mean, if like those guys were signed on, that would be a big deal. Because again, they're part of the Warner Group. So that changes everything. Because I pay for a lot of this shit at like my normal job. So, you know, if something like that were to happen, then you, I could really, you know, show up, really reach out to a lot of these bands and do a lot to bring a lot of them on. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it's an endless amount of money, but but different when there's someone on the Warner Group, you know, right. producing all your shit. When then, then there's one fucking Jewish guy from Ohio producing all your shit. You know, it's a way fucking different. Eli, you just uh, mentioned a, l- a little bit, anyways, the genres of uh, of bands, right? So, what kind of what style of music is on uh, Overdose Records? What, what are you looking for? Is there a specific group or? There's not even a specific style. I'm. I like, you know, traditional punk, traditional hardcore, grindcore, power violence, noisecore. There's some interesting, there's like a band in there called Fuck Meat. They're from France. I don't even really know how the hell to classify them. We got them out here to America. They came and played a show in Ohio, and that was a bunch of nonsense. This dude, he got naked and was pissing in his own fucking mouth and shit. It was, it was I'm, it's really open to anything, you know what I mean? Do we got some bands in there from Russia? I think you're, you're a fullback? You're in Solbeck or something like that. Those guys are from Russia. I mean, they're pretty cool. They got like an electric grind metal fucking thing going on. I don't, I don't really know what they're pretty great, though. So it's not, you know, it's pretty open to most stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't, I'm not very, you know, I know a lot of people can be very shy or elite. You know what I mean? I'm not very, I'm not going to shut someone down if they want to be a certain, you know, thing but I, I mean it's like some country band was like yo we want to be on there you know i, I don't know how how well that's going to go over because I don't, I don't think anybody on those wheels in the country music but i mean you know i'll fucking throw it up throw a black beat in there you know what i mean i'll check it out that that kind of i guess gets to my next question then so as overdose records you're helping produce uh you know whatever you know medium as it were so cd cassette vinyl uh, looks like uh, on the Bandcamp page, uh, you know, you have a bunch of the releases there. What what are you providing? So if I am in a band and I hit you up, is that what you're doing? Is helping me uh, produce my music into some sort of tangible medium? Or oh yeah, absolutely. If you're in a band and you can't, if you let's say you're in a band, you're doing well. You don't have. You cannot put out your own vinyl. You cannot put out your own cassettes or your own CD. That's something that I can do for you. I can put all that stuff out. I'm just saying whatever we sell based on the crowd that we have, you know, like a normal record label, we'll just we'll just take some of that. We can get you on shows. You know, I'm in Ohio. I get the Midwest. I can get them on shows in Chicago, Ohio, you know, a little bit of the Southern Northeast, Boston, up there in Boston. You know, I've been up there a couple times, downtown Manhattan, been around the block, you know. Milwaukee, I don't really like Milwaukee, but I may get some shows there. Kentucky, I know a guy named Black who does them. They suck some stuff, but, you know, get them on some shows. Get their shit pressed out, you know what I mean? Because a lot of these bands are real big on the internet, but they, they don't leave where they're fucking from, you know? They'll, right. they'll put their shit on YouTube, get 5,000 views, but they're still dicking around out there in some random fucking town, you know what I mean? And we can, you know, we can come get you on shows. We can put your shit on wax, get you some cassettes, get you out there, but it's just, you know... 
we're gonna take some of that. We're gonna take some of those funds. You know what I mean? So I hate to break it to you. We're gonna take a little bit of that cash. But I mean, it's shit's expensive. It's not cheap to put all that shit out. So I mean, yeah, you know, time gets invested. It's uh, it's getting to jump in on the network. Obviously, Overdose Records has fans, so they're gonna keep coming back to check out what kind of releases you have. So Absolutely. bands that get in with you also get included into that group and that's a, a new way for some of these bands from shit you got bands from everywhere france uh, russia all over the, place, all over the country china, here they china that's that's our china japan europe overseas it seems like is where we do the best i don't know what's up with that but i mean i like it we do pretty well overseas i know a lot of west coast bands really like us too but this is the other thing i'm i'm in ohio ohio doesn't really have like a strong grindcore like power violence community you know like we have apartment two and three that's an old school band but like that shit is like really big traditional style like hardcore and shit like that that's big in like new york california chicago's got a good base for it too boston you know they had fucking 10 yard fight and show and even they had anal con up there ohio doesn't really have that so it's like being from ohio, that's why like every band like that from ohio i'm already friends with because there's fucking like 15 of us in the entire state so we all know each other because it's not not a fucking prominent community out there. Sure, Salt Lake is probably something somewhere around that uh, range too. Right, it probably is the same kind of thing. You know what I mean? You you can relate to that out there in Salt Lake. Same, yeah. same deal. A lot of bands uh, end up skipping here, and I I talk about it all the time on the show. Just we're right in the middle. We're far away from the nearest larger cities, uh, so it's it's quite a drive for sure to to add Salt Lake City onto the tour. Right. And it does suck because it's like you probably get a good show out there. I mean, with the shows that we do have out here, we usually do well. We usually do them in Columbus. So I do a lot of house shows out there in Cleveland. But Columbus seems like a better spot for like actual venues. There's a record shop down there that puts shit out there. So you got you just got to do what you got to do. What else do we need to know about Overdose Records? What What else we need to know about what you're doing there, Eli? I mean, you know, that's I mean, essentially that's it. You know, we just try to help bands that you know on the spot. I mean, as far as you know, the people, you know, involved, myself, MDFL, you know, I mean, we're just, uh, we're out here in Ohio, you know, hanging out and partying. Any band that, you know, if they need help trying to put their stuff together, they can always come to us. And, you know, that's that. We just, you know, we do what we can. Anybody that's out there in a band looking to get help from a label, yes. where, can they, yes. where can they track you down? We, we've talked about your Bandcamp page, so... Yes, uh, they, they can, can go check out Overdose Records on Bandcamp. But where else can people yes, come find you? They can they can follow me on Twitter, Adolf Satan, Adolf with the P and an H, not an F. Adolf Satan. Yeah, that's actually about it. Adolf Satan on Twitter. Yeah, that's they can get us on Twitter. Sweet. And then yeah, and then they'll. Oh my god, this fucking chick is trying to get in this car right now. Fucking my goddamn interview. Huh? Get it on the other side. <laughs> fucking my shit up. All right, yeah, you're gonna get us Adolf Satan on Twitter. Uh, more news records on Twitter. They could go through Bernard Cocky, my boys on uh, MDFL. They can uh, hit all of us up Facebook and Twitter and all that shit. So they can, you know, find us on there. Any record or anything they want put out, they can. Juice Kids Records in Columbus. We do a lot of shows there. So, you know, if they want to get a show out there. I don't know where a lot of these bands are coming from. So sometimes I will pay for some of these bands to get out here when they come from the West Coast or over fucking seas. But I don't know. If you're in, like, fucking Texas or something, you're like, oh, we want to come play a show in Ohio. Hit us hit it on the radio. 
tell him we said what's good, you know, party boys, you know. Right, coming into town or uh, yeah, you let us know when you come this way and we'll, we'll let them know. Yes. A lot of times we're a big fan. We go on tour. We go to the club. We look for the nastiest girls that look like they scoot their asses on the carpet like dogs. And then we try to take those girls home at the end of the night. So that's the kind of message when you sign with our label, when you release music with us, that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we're into. So that's awesome. Any labels uh, that you guys work with? Uh, you kind of mentioned, you know, the, the Warner Brothers thing. Tragic Hero. Yeah. Those guys, here's the thing. Those guys are nice and I don't, I'm not going to bad talk them on the air right now, but you know, they're kind of, they pump fake with a little bit of their money. They'll pay for some shit for us, but then they'll back out because they're so into like all that metalcore shit. I don't want to give them like a huge thumbs up, but I mean, you know, they, they've done, they've helped us put some vinyl cards. They put a couple of ghost skate days. We know a lot of pro skaters and shit, and they'll put together ghost skate days for us, and we'll come out here in like downtown and have fucking hot dogs and shit. They'll pay for that, but they haven't given me a real job, so I don't know how, you know, you know what I mean? You know how it is. You don't yeah. be a little selfish. I don't know if I really want to come out here and put them over like that, you know what I mean? Right. They're cool, though. Other than that, though, I don't really know how many other, like, big-time labels there are here. There's a guy named Jeff Hatrix who was in, like, a bunch of Cleveland bands for a long time, and he, uh, I wish I could remember the exact label he works for. I can't at the moment in time, but he's a helpful guy, you know? He's helped us a little bit. He's put some shows together and stuff, so. Him, Jeff Hatrix, if I, sorry, buddy, if you hear this, I don't remember the label he's on, but he's cool. He's, uh, I've been to a couple, uh, couple of their shows. Back when yeah. he was in a band, anyway. Yeah, yeah. He was in a band called Mushroomhead, and he was in a couple other bands, too. Um, that was his biggest band, but he's a good guy. He's a nice guy. He's an older guy now. I want to see he's like 65 or something. He's pretty fucking <laughs> old now. So. He's still going, though, man. He keeps up with all that shit, and he's, he's a cool guy because he's older, but he doesn't really shit on, like, younger band stuff. And anything you bring to him and show him, he's like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. That's so awesome. Like, he likes all that shit, so... I appreciate him. That's awesome. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, Jeff Hatrix. He's a good guy. He's a nice guy. He's really awesome. He lets me take... He's got gold records in his house. He's fucking black records. Let's me take pictures of him. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? No, that's it. Just girls with yeast infections. Come to Ohio and stay with myself, MTFL. Let us know. <laughs> Excellent. That sounds great. Up next, more music from Eli's label, Overdose Records. Thank you again for joining me. I appreciate it. All you motherfuckers are going to pay. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're going to fuck your mothers while you watch and cry like little whiny bitches. We're going to make them eat our shit, then shit out our shit, and then eat their shit that's made up of our shit that we made them eat. And then all you motherfuckers are next. That was Beat Kids from Poop. It's off their demo 2019. Thanks again to Eli for joining. Great interview. Had a lot of fun. 
Uh, go check out Overdose Records. He, we talked about Poop. He said they were great. They came out with the demo 2019 early this month, September 5th, 2019. Uh, we're going to play one more track from that band. Go check out the, uh, the record label, man. They, they over Bandcamp again. It's overdoserecords.bandcamp.com. Tons of stuff. Some of the digital stuff's even free, so you can go sample it out. And if you like it, go get it on cassette, CD, vinyl, whatever it's offered on. And, uh, you know, we'll check out some more poop here. This band, <laughs> poop is the shit, as we heard. All right, so Blood on My Knife, one more track from them, and then we will play a couple more bands from the label. You can sample what you can go see or hear, rather, over on OverdoseRecords.com. Here it is, Blood on My Knife. going on but that's awesome it's intense enjoy it it's poop again uh on the label bunch of grindcore power violence hardcore a lot of cool shit go check out the bands we're gonna play breakout they had a promo 19 this track right here there's two tracks on it one's a cover this one right here though is called a choice Breakout came out September 17th with that promo 19. We're going to wrap this episode up with two tracks off of the demo from High Ground. Came out September 20th. First track is Despoilment. Second track is going to be Pity Fuck.
Yes. Last one, pity fuck. Yes, that's High Ground. That was Pity Fuck. Uh, great label. I enjoyed the interview. Eli was a lot of fun. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Enjoy the bands. Check out the label. Again, over at Bandcamp, at Overdose. Uh, not at. It's overdoserecords.bandcamp.com. Out of Cincinnati. Bands are from all over the place, as you heard in the interview. Power Violence, Grindcore, Hardcore. Enjoy. Great episode. Until the next time, uh, yeah, you know, we end it like, I don't know, somebody else.